We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Oh, welcome in. Happy Boxing Day to everyone. Uh, hope everyone had a great holiday that was not tainted by yesterday's Broncos game and uh, introductions, I guess. I'm Nick Kendall and joined by for these morning shows for Broncos for Breakfast, Scott Kennedy. Scott, happy holidays to you. Hopefully I didn't wake you up last night with my late uh, Christmas text to you, but I wanted to wish you and yours a happy holiday season. And I wanted to ask you first. What's your favorite, um, your personal family? Do you have any favorite holiday traditions? Oh, I don't know that we have any holiday. I mean, my both my kids were born in California and they do Halloween well. So I'm talking about all holidays. Like we don't have any yeah. big holidays. We just get family together. Um, I guess one of them is the Christmas jammies. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody gets Christmas pajamas Christmas Eve. That, that's that's, that's not a bad one. So no, mine are usually one. a Christmas story. I've got, you know, you'll shoot your eye out pajamas. Nice. I was. You should have worn those this year. That'd have been great. Um, for hey, one of who our says shows. I'm not? Yeah, that's true. Oh, they're <laughs> bottoms. Okay, well, that's great. Um, mine is probably we watch. <laughs> we watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. Um, Christmas Eve. This year we watched it Christmas Day because we had a small little Christmas Eve get together. But uh, love It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, great movie. Kind of funny to watch it because some of the, like the the transitions in it are not the best put together for a movie that was made in what, 1945. But. Uh, Love It's a Wonderful Life. Love the holiday season. Hopefully everybody had a good one. And I guess we should get into this game. And I will say my favorite thing about this game yesterday, it, can every single Broncos blowout embarrassing game be a Nickelodeon slime game? Because that was the feed <laughs> that I watched and it was glorious. I mean, seeing the slime on the field, seeing Patrick Starr shit talk Russell Wilson as he threw an interception. I mean, what a bizarro world we're in. And this one just, this capped it off. I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget the Christmas, the, uh, what was it, the slime miss or, or Nick miss game? Um, wild. Well, unfortunately, and you know, going in, I said, if th- th- these Rams, they don't have any reason to lose either. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not playing against teams that are tanking. The Rams don't have their pick. And frankly, Baker Mayfield has a lot to play for. He's got a lot and he'll, he'll be fired up and he'll, that stuff's infectious. And Christmas in LA is not a bad place to spend some time. And if the Broncos get there and they enjoy the sun and bask out there and Hollywood and you know they they're, they're going to get routed. Mm-hmm. They got routed, Nick. And it was yeah. it was bad from the beginning. It got worse and then it got embarrassing. You know, maybe you flip any we can argue about order of all those things, but you know, last week basically Nick, I said over and over and over again this talk I mean, I'm not as adamant about it as I was last year with Vic Fangio, but -hmm. if you're talking about a guy saving his job based on the results of a couple of games, when you're dealing with a hundred million dollars in contracts, the one you got to pay out and the one you got to replace him with, you've lost the plot. A decision has already been made during this game. As I'm watching Dalton Reisner, and we've got the video on this courtesy of one of our friends from Twitter, as I'm watching the blow up between Dalton Reisner and, and, uh, and Brett Rippon, like anybody have any questions? If if you were on the idea that this was salvageable, that Nathaniel Hackett could save his job, throw it out the window. There's yeah. just no way. There's no way, Nick. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I kept hearing asking people uh, closer to the situation than me, is there any way Hackett keeps his job? And I kept hearing if the Broncos go two and three down the stretch again. I'm not reporting that. I'm just saying that's what the, I was being told. 
Uh, and I think that uh, probably is out the window now. I'm I'm surprised I didn't wake up this morning to news. Like I was saying, I made this feed before the show started. I'm like, oh my gosh, I better check that Hackett wasn't fired because if I make a whole show titled around the game yesterday and don't even mention Hackett being fired, then <laughs> that's going to be a crazy look. Coffee hadn't been kicking in yet. That was like 10, 15 minutes after I woke up. Uh, but we got in crazy 27 coming in. Good morning to you. Happy holidays and good morning, guys. Uh, hoping for some news on a coaching change. That's I why I brought that one up. He was kind of like, oh, what are we looking for? Let's hit the refresh. Now, Fire Hackett was trending on Twitter for me last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, he's he's had the look of someone who was fired four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, he doesn't have that nervous energy anymore. You know, that, that you know, it's more like it's very stoic stern responses canned responses we got to do better starts with me very robotic where he's learned his fate and he's accepted it that's that's what i read in my amateur body language expertise (laughs) it was rough and yesterday was the roughest it got and the broncos um on the field they didn't go down without a fight but uh we do have a clip here uh that we want to show of the exchange between brett rippon and dalton reisner here that is and I guess maybe it's fortunate for us. It's terrible all around, but the fact that we can, this is not the, the game isn't the only storyline because God, how many times can we rehash that? But this is ugly. And this is your um, Walter Payton man of the year candidate here. Dalton Reisner coming off the field and getting into it with the backup. What you're watching here. And again, this is courtesy. We've got this clip on our, our new TikTok channel of mile high huddle. And we've got the, the, the credit for this and I'll put it in, in into the, into the stream uh after in the description um i forgot his name i just looked it up and then i closed it uh make sure we get proper credit and go check him out and give him a thank you for for sharing this with us uh but what you're seeing here is is number four in the center he shows up right behind the big man in the black shirt and backpack walking towards reiner and get a one-handed shove in the chest and then one of the interesting things to me was the reaction of latavius murray right there immediately after so you hear you the, the audio you hear on that is is reisner yelling do something about it rip do something about it rip and again it's a it's a, a symptom of a bigger problem Nick, and there's a couple of takeaways here I want to get to, and then I'll turn it over to you. One, it, it's a light shove. I mean, it's it's no big deal. Tempers flare. It happens. That's one takeaway. Two, you can tell it's not that big a deal by the reaction of everybody else. The rest of the offensive linemen that are in there are just sitting down. They're grabbing their Gatorade. It's it's fairly common um, for, for a blow-up to happen. Usually it doesn't happen in the middle of a game, but it happens all the time. Tempers are flared. Everything's good. Three, Latavius Murray is a freaking beast. (laughs) That was the third takeaway I had on this. He's standing straight up with no leverage and one arm shove, you know, gives him a shove and Reisner's back three steps. Now that is an indication of how Dalton Reisner has been attacked on the offensive line as well. And that my God, I would hate to mess with Latavius Murray. I'd be certainly glad that he stepped up to my defense uh, right there at, at the time. Yeah. It, it's a bad look. This stuff happens in practice, but in the middle of a game on the sideline, it is when you're getting your ass handed to you and it getting slimed on the Nickelodeon Chris Nick miss game. Um, then uh, just a bad look overall. And you're right. Latavius Murray, good for him. Stepping up, calming him down. Uh, we saw Montreal Washington walk ripping away as well. And what, what caused this flare up uh, by all indication, it's the fact that this offensive line was a, had another very poor showing yesterday. Now, some of that is because Russell Wilson's holding on to the ball. Some of that is because the offensive line isn't very good. Chicken or the egg, blame all around everyone. It's probably, it's a little bit of everything. You know, when you're sit, playing around and sitting in crap, everybody's going to get dirty. And that's where this offense is right now. Uh, so I don't know if that's an expression, but that just seems like what this offense has been this season. <laughs> so that's, a, I, it had to do with, reportedly uh, the offensive line, you know, not hustling or having any indication to running back there and helping Russ off the field after getting sacked. Then that was close to the end of the game, probably his fourth or fifth sack uh, in that game. So um, Brett Rippon ran up and said, Hey, help your quarterback off the field. And the offensive line didn't take kindly to that and tempers flared. So uh, any thoughts on, on that? Or should we be digging? Is that more of a storyline here? The offensive line, you know, kind of 
slow to help up their quarterback. You see Tom Brady get sacked. They're sprinting over there to help him up off the field. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, just I didn't there. see that part of it, honestly. And, okay. and some of it is, you know, it's tough because I mean, you give up a sack, you already feel like crap. And part of it, and it's not always on you, you know, yeah. it's some of this, like you said, some of this is Russell Wilson holding on to the ball too long, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, you know, Reisner, I'm getting criticized by, you know, these morons on MHH all year, especially that big headed, shiny head guy says I haven't been playing very well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And this isn't my fault. I'm pissed. I get that. Yeah, it's because it's not all on Dalton Reisner. Some of these sacks are on Russell Wilson and but for holding onto the ball too long. And when you know, it happens again and again and again, you're getting beat and you just slump your shoulders and let out one of those big sighs. You, maybe you don't help him up right away because you're like, God bless, get rid of the freaking ball, man. Um, yeah. And it, it boils over again. I mean, you can tell it's, it's not... In a in a vacuum, it's not that big a deal. Tempers flare all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a, a incredibly emotional high high twitch sport. Uh, it's violent as hell. It's dangerous. These guys are on edge constantly, battling injuries. And um, but again, it's to me, it's another just black check mark. You know, oh yeah, now you're losing discipline on the field. The players are going after one another. It, that that starts from the top. Um, yeah. And 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 Lawrence comes in with some stars. He says, Dalton's been mad for a while. His job's on the line. Russell didn't have to worry. He's been paid. But Reisner, he's chasing a check, and, and, and it's affecting his paycheck. And he's absolutely right there. It could be yeah. costing him seven Millions. figures here. Yeah. Um, but and, and, and here's the bigger symptom, Lawrence, and I, I really like this comment. says, we have no accountability, and it's boiling over. Well, and, and interestingly enough, we're talking about two guys whose jobs seem to be completely unquestioned. That's the thing, is the two guys involved here, not ripping, in a case, Rippin. Rippin's yeah. job hasn't really been questioned either. But Russell Wilson and Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner has been penciled in as a starter automatically for the two seasons I've been covering this team, and he hasn't been very good. Where's the accountability on that? Yeah. I mean, when your other option is Luke Wattenberg, maybe. There that's... it is. <laughs> um, there but, it is. Uh, and also, but Natani about... Muti, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it, it ain't Wattenberg. But, you know, Glasgow could do a job over there. Move some guys around. There, there isn't any accountability on this. Some of that's with the injuries, Nick. I don't have any bodies, like you're, like you're saying. But Reisner, for the most part, early last year was untouchable. And I, I asked why. Why, why. why is he getting a pass? And we're just looking at these other positions. Because he hadn't been worth a damn either. No. I think he's closer to an average player overall. Uh, but the rest of the offensive line is poor around him that, you know, he's not, he's not a uh, added bonus player. You know, he doesn't add points to the guys around him. He's just kind of there. You want him to be his, your fourth or fifth best guy on that line. And he's asked to be number one or two right now. So that's not great, but uh, Broncos also going down fighting. Did you see the clip at the end of the game with Randy Gregory um, exchanging blows with the Rams offensive lineman as well? Randy Gregory had one tackle in this game. Uh, he had two 15 yard penalties. One was an unsportsmanlike conduct where he threw his helmet across the field while he was still on the field. He also had a, roughing the quarterback that was very late and taking out frustrations on the field. And then at the end of the game, Jaws with the backup offensive line with the Rams and they throw punches at each other. So Broncos, no fight on the field really in this one, but Hey, fighting each other and uh, fighting after the game. Gregory was fighting. That was yeah. one of my notes I wanted to take Gregory. As I was watching him, I'm like, he was still out there playing like a madman. 
you yeah. know, and I was watching him and he played hard. He was chasing guys down from the backside. If they'd go up the middle, he'd steal his edge. He was doing his job, but he, he lacked composure in a big way. Um, yeah. But emotionally, I almost am happy that it was on the wrong side of too much <laughs> yeah. than, than what we've seen from the others who are just laying down. So I, uh, I have been, yes, Gregory went over the line. And again, a symptom. When we're talking about in a vacuum, no big deal. Yeah. Okay. But now we're good. We are, we've already had lack of discipline. We're already at seven penalties a game, the worst penalized team in the league. Again, at the top, that's another black mark. Just, yep. just keep adding them on. We'll keep getting into it. Um, but we want to say hello to some people in here. If you're joining us, uh, happy belated Christmas, happy holidays, and make sure you click that thumbs on the way in. Hopefully the coffee is piping hot and uh, you guys are doing fine with the, the chaos that is in the kitchen and probably in your living room as well. Uh, because you know, presents and cooking and whatnot, we have a tiny kitchen, Scott, and it's a, uh, it's been rough to try to find surface area, uh, to do cooking, but it is what it is. Kevin Gray, it's like that in. for my entire house. And I don't have a small house and it drives me insane. What is, like, what is for my this? birthday? What I want to, what do I want? I want a dumpster in the driveway and a forklift in my house. That's what I want. I think there's a quote from, uh, David, uh, Henry David throw that your possessions tend to own you. So, uh, maybe that's a, you know, a little, is that where it came from? Cause I always credited that one to Tyler Durden. Sometimes the things you own end up owning you. I'm pretty sure that's Henry David throw Walden's pond. So a little bit more, uh, <laughs> you know who Tyler Durden is Nick. It's, it's that's a character in a TV show or a movie. I, re I recognize the name, but it's not placed in, I can't place it right now. Does anybody in the chat want to tell them what the first two rules of fight club are? Oh yes. Yes, 100%. I've seen that. Tyler Durden. Yep. Okay, good movie. Um, Sometimes the thing you movie. own, the things you own end up owning you. I, I credit that to Tyler Durden, but that makes more sense. It's it's very poignant for instead of a, a 90s, 2000s movie to go way back to, you know, yeah. one of the classics. Conservationist, nationalist. Henry David Throw. You guys didn't think we'd be talking about that today, but Kevin Gray, Morning Broncos Country, Nick and Scott had a good Christmas. Hope you all did. Wow, uh, even our defense was disgusting. We deserve better Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, Scott, um, you watched this game. Um, sorry, this took a time away from your family on this holiday season. Uh, out of, you know, assignment almost at this point with how bad this team is. But what the bleep happened to the defense? I know that, you know, the interceptions early opened the floodgate. But the whole game, uh, they looked pretty damn poor. The tackling was bad. Uh, they didn't really get killed in the past game other than, you know, the dump off soft play action to Tyler Higby. Uh, but it was just, you know, they couldn't they couldn't do anything. Like I said, you, you go to L.A. on Christmas Day in the sunny weather and, and, and think it's vacation. And if you're not up for it, the Rams were going to be. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, for all of the shtick you want to give him and all of the jokes about Baker Mayfield, he's not a bad quarterback. He's he's OK. And, he, and he's very emotional. Onto, you know, you know that about him. So he's going to have his team up and ready to go until that act wears off and then he needs to find a new team. <laughs> but in the short term, it's going to be pretty good. And when you come out, we talk all the time about how hard it is to stop a team. The mentality of this game is, like I said, it's crazy. The mentality of this game is crazy to me. When you see a quick turnover... And that team, the defense is kind of resting and they haven't mentally prepared to get back in and there's a quick turnover. They give up points all the time. This defense has actually been pretty good about holding teams after yeah. a turnover, but they didn't this time. So by the time you blink twice, it's 17 to nothing and Russell's 0 for 3 with two interceptions. You know, and then who's, who was, I'm watching this game, I'm like, who the hell's 52? Who's Quentin Ray? What was his name? You know, I, I was like, I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what did I miss? Who is 52? I don't know who this guy is. And he was starting. He was out there in the first series. Yeah. I'm like, so, you know, you've dealt with injuries on both sides. We've given Ejiro Evero so much credit for being able to keep this defense together despite all the injuries. That adds up to Christmas Day on the road, infighting. The emotions are boiling over in the wrong direction. And you, you got this game. You did. And this is the game, frankly, you needed. Yeah. You needed. There's there anybody else that was saying, okay, well, let's give it one more chance. We've had a lot of injuries, blah, blah, blah. No. You, you needed this game. There aren't any questions anymore, Nick. 
Yeah, and I mean, I know in the end it's the binary win-loss, but to lose this game in this fashion as well is just horrible. And to me, this is a game that, you know, you're missing Draymond Jones out there. Uh, the defensive line got pushed around pretty well, and you were specifically targeted on the edges. Um, this is a game we've talked about it, you know, since the Broncos traded Bradley Chubb, which sounds like the Dolphins fans are not loving him right now for the trade, but you have nobody on the edge that is a even at average uh, edge setter against the run right now. And guess what happens when you play an outside zone team, they target those edge rushers and the linebackers. And that's what happened in this game. Broncos just got absolutely obliterated on the edge. They stunk and tackling. This was a bad game from Josie Jewel looking flat footed out there a few times and couldn't stop the, ta- uh, couldn't stop the run game. And when you can't stop the run, then you have to overcommit resources there. And that's when the play action and those dump offs in space can really hurt you because you just, they're throwing it to where bodies are lacking um, and then spirals from there. But uh, horrible game. What was the final score? 51 to 14. Embarrassing fashion. The pick six to cap it off there from Brett Rippon. Just really, really ugly. There's not much positives you can take from this game uh, other than I think Jerry Judy had a pretty solid game out there overall. But uh, yeah, pretty ugly. Uh, RD coming in with the 20 Canadian dollars saying no quarterback two, no right tackle center, left guard, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, cornerback depth, off outside linebacker depth, Hackett and Russell are horrible, but the roster is worse than when Peyton started. Injury-prone players got injured. Peyton shouldn't be safe. It does sound like there's some conflicting reports on is Peyton safe or not. People in the league sound like they think that Peyton is very much in jeopardy. People closer to covering the Broncos sound like Peyton is safe. Who are the people covering the Broncos' sources? Is it somebody directly tied to Peyton? Oh, yeah, Peyton's... Per this player's source, per... Or per this eight, uh, so Broncos people are saying all is well, all is well, all is <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, and everybody outside saying who's taking calls and speaking always cross reference your sources. When this guy's assistant general manager is getting phone calls and his agent calls Adam Schefter and says, yeah. "Hey, my guy with the Philadelphia Eagles is is getting calls from the Denver Broncos." Listen to listen to the outside talk. And also, we don't know with this ownership group. We don't know who's actually in touch uh, with the the sources there, right? It's kind of new. Like we find out about a year and a half into the uh, George Payton arrow that Tom Pelissero is like probably the go-to guy for George Payton information. He's the one who breaks a lot of that stuff. Uh, if you want to get the uh, information about Payton, that's probably a direct line as you can be for an NFL uh, insider. But uh, we don't know yet about this Broncos front, front off, or excuse me, the Broncos ownership group. So kind of play out, but uh, definitely a, a rough team, rough season. And this team is worse off, but the main reason they're worse off is because they traded away all those assets and paid a quarterback who looks absolutely horrible, uh, huge money. I mean, this was so, the worst game from Russell Wilson this season, in my opinion. It was terrible. I uh, I have been on the – I would go with Peyton one more time again. I think I would let him hire the next coach, and then their fates are tied together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, they're, they're, they're tied together. Um, two, three years, we'll see. But – as I look at this RD and appreciate you coming in orange for us on boxing day. Thank you so much. And I hope you're having a a good holiday weekend. No QB two. I'm with you. No right tackle. I'm with you on that center. I'm with you on that one too. Left guard. Yep. Okay. Wide receiver two and three, one, two and three, one and two are injured three, whatever order you want to put them in. I don't think Jerry Judy's a one. I think he's a compliment on a, on a good team. Mm -hmm. Um, But injuries there, cornerback depth, injuries on there but then you get into that also an olb depth you had good depth at edge offensive linebacker and you've traded some of it away because of the rest of the team so i'm okay with that one i'm gonna give them a pass on that one um hackett and russell are horrible uh but the roster is worse than when peyton started injury prone players got hurt well, yeah, when you're depth, you're losing depth at outside linebacker because Randy, you signed Randy Gregory. When your depth at cornerback takes a hit because you've signed Ronald Darby, um, then you have a question. Peyton shouldn't be safe. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. He shouldn't be safe. I would probably let him hire again a collaborative effort, ownership. Let's, let's source this out. <laughs> um, but Peyton has done a really good job with salary cap management, contract extensions, and draft. Those are three pretty important parts of his job that I would be willing to let him. Again, there isn't any any of us that could have seen it going this wrong, this badly for Russell Wilson. Um, again, I, I'm not going to grade in hindsight. I thought it was a, a pretty good trade for the Broncos at the time. 
-hmm. it is a results-based business but some of this stuff rd is is will fix itself next year when you talk about the roster with injuries coming back how about your strength and conditioning staff for sure uh that becomes a question too as these guys are dropping like flies yeah, we want to say hello to some people coming in here. Happy holidays to Mike Woodward. Good morning, everyone. Happy holidays to you, Nick and Scott. Happy holidays to you. Got Todd coming in saying uh, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you. Uh, we always appreciate Todd coming in. Hope you're doing well. We got Crimson Wolf coming in saying morning, Broncos country. Are we getting a new quarterback next season after yesterday's embarrassing loss? I hope so. Broncos are going to bring in new blood in the quarterback room. Mm. I think it's exceedingly likely that Russell Wilson is still your starter next season. I guess anything can happen in the world, but uh, the dates to watch here that I've been told is the post June designation for 2024, which would mean the Broncos would be off the hook for, I think it's 37 million guaranteed uh, for the 2024 season. Yeah. The 2024 season. So, so, so that's uh, like June one, 2023. I've got me confused again. All this it's after the it's after the twenty. Okay, so the, the guaranteed salary would be on twenty twenty five. So it'd be after you play twenty. Season. You play the twenty twenty three season, and then all bets are off. Yep. Yep. Whether that happens January first or June first, it's th- and, that off season. The, the off season after next year, all bets are off. And I think this is more of a Bob Morris question with our cap guy over here. But I think you can designate a June first cut before June 1st happens. I think you can like, we can cut him now, but it's a post June 1st designation. Yeah. Go ahead and start talking with other teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. yeah. And Mike Woodward on the conversation about that. We were, we we're finishing up with RD. How can anyone be safe? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I said earlier when there was a quote and it was out of context, was, I didn't hear the context around it. So I, I want to try and be fair and balanced here. But Dalton Reiser talking about him a little surprised. I haven't had a contract extension offer from the Denver Broncos. Again, I don't know the context all around that, but that's the sound clip I read. Mm-hmm. That speaks to the mentality of this team. Yeah. You're yeah. three and eight at the time, three and nine, four, you know, you were bad. You're talking about contract extensions, contracts, contracts. Come on. That speaks to the entitlement mentality and the lack of accountability that we has come up in this chat that we've had, we've on this. No one should be safe, Mike. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, Brad D in the house. Good morning from snowy Montana. Hope all uh, had a wonderful Christmas. Broncos fans, this too shall pass. Yeah, it might be a deep hole uh, for a bit, trying to get out of this Russell Wilson contract and rebuilding, but uh, there's probably some argument for ripping the Band-Aid off. Money more giving me a hard time. Almost as embarrassing as the typo in the title. I made this coming off, you know, before my first sip of coffee, Woke up 10 minutes before rushing to join Scott's, uh, the Falcons show over there. Our Falcons show over there. So it's, it's good now, but uh, money more just got to use that sham. Wow. That's uh, above your shoulders here and buff out that, uh, that however I spelled God, it. That, yeah. that, that money, that from my bad eyes and that tiny thing, it looks like the Superman meme, except it's Bart Simpson sneaking up behind the kid crying into his pillow. It's really upsetting to me. Uh, just uh, just the sham wow guy. Uh, <laughs> well, he's pretty upsetting too, to be honest. Yeah, that's God. Uh, Mark Lindemode, how do you Nick and Scott and Broncos country? Scott, that's one hell of a coffee mug. Yeah, that's uh, how do you keep that one hot? That's my question. You have to drink. I, that uh, I didn't pour it all at once. Smart. Okay. Well, there it is. So that, that one. I, and 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 once it hits a a drinking temperature, I drink it pretty fast. And it's good coffee from lioncoffee.com. So as it cools off, it doesn't taste bad. So I can drink that at room temperature too. Yeah. I'm drinking the uh, chocolate macadamia one right now. Very yummy. Uh, big hit with the wife. So that's good. Good to see you, Mark. We got Richard miles coming in saying good morning guys. Can I say, I am so disappointed. I get to watch a game and that was the product. It was an ugly game. Um, you know, we, we watched it through. I was down here, you know, away from my family and just, I didn't even get upset about it. That's probably this was probably the least upset I've been about a game in a while. Just it's horrible, uh, horrible product. The offensive line was horrible. Defense was horrible. The tackling was horrible. Russell Wilson was horrible. Uh, I guess, you know, shout out. Let's talk a little bit positives here. Um, this maybe was one of the better special teams games um, from the Broncos because we saw a good kick return from Montreal, Washington and uh, Brandon McManus made two difficult field goals uh so god bless happy holidays uh special teams didn't embarrass themselves and i'll hit on some of the positives too because kyle comes in uh he says outside of sertan and maybe dulcich i can't think of a good thing he's done and kyle some people would say that he probably should have taken justin fields 
Uh, I, I, I like fields at the time. I'm not going to complain about an all pro corner. Uh, some good things though. When you talk about the free agents that were brought in in the off season, Kwan Williams has been a hit. DJ Jones yes. has been a hit both yes. on pretty good contracts. Uh, very good. Uh, the draft overall has been solid. Javante Williams again, but you're, you're getting robbed of this by injuries. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams has been good. Damari Mathis was a, a good pick. I saw a Wazarike out there making some good plays, you know, towards the end of a year with a fifth round pick as a, for a 330 pound guy. That's good. That's, that's, he, that's the kind of ascension you want. Um, getting good value for Von Miller and Bradley Chubb in the midst of a losing season. You can argue that he's the reason why they have a losing season or not, but I thought he made a hell of a trade with Bradley Chubb. Hell of a trade. I think they, they paid a bunch of money for Von Miller. That one was a little expensive. But the Bradley Chubb trade was surprising to me. In fact, about an hour before it happened, I said it's about a 10% chance because who's going to give up all that money for a guy with six months on his contract and uh, and a first-round pick? Well, they did it. Um, the extensions and signings of Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick at the time, two very good wide receivers, paid well below market value when you didn't have a quarterback and you had a, a lame duck head coach. Those were good things. So, again... When I'm marking up, if I'm if you get a point for every good thing and a point for every bad thing, you're in the positive. The problem is, is the the big negatives are team killers. Yeah, you, my- you miss on your head coach, you miss on your quarterback, you you cripple yourself on the salary cap with a bad contract. Any one of those three is a fireable offense for me, yeah. and I won't argue with anybody that says he should be gone. I will present my case of why I feel differently but it's too close for me to say, no, you're out of your mind. And the biggest thing with me with keeping Peyton is that he's now very much on the clock and on the hot seat. And this is a team that maybe needs to, rather than, you know, get small margins better to compete, to be what a nine and eight, maybe it's better to rip off the bandaid and, you know, set yourself back a couple of years. So that way you actually have a base uh, to build on and move forward. But I, is that happening with George Payton? Uh, can you actually tear down this roster like it probably needs to have happen around him with a guy that's trying to save his job? Probably not. And then you're in this weird yo-yo situation where the, the general manager is not in line with where the roster is. You have a new head coach in here. I mean, it's it's ugly. And then you can't, can't get out of the quarterback contract, really, without at least without it having historically detrimental impact on what you can do from a team-building perspective. So, I mean... You talk about the Arizona Cardinals being the worst team in football, Scott, by a lot, and that's true. But luckily, that seems at least somewhat temp. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Short term. Um, they paid Kyler Murray a big contract, and we can argue about that and what a scheme fit would be. But like, this is a Broncos team that's in a bad situation for years to come right now because of that. So again, I'm I'm with you. If George, if somebody wants to fire George Payton, they have every single reason to uh, come away with that decision. But it shouldn't be this bad again. I mean, it's, it's, this is a level of incompetence that no one really could have predicted at all. No one predicted this. I mean, the guys that were saying, okay, I don't think the Broncos make the playoffs were apologizing for it. There weren't many of them out there, you know, and they're talking like seven and nine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's as, as bad as Justin comes in. He says, cut them all. Justin, I like this one. The one that drives me crazy was when people come in and say, trade them all. Who are you going to trade them to? Who wants yeah. them? They got bad contracts and they're playing bad. They're old and injured. Trade them. For what? Cut them. Okay, now I'm listening. Now I'm listening, Justin. Appreciate you coming in, coming in blue with the super. Jetty Splash comes in. What happens to Cap if Russell Wilson retired or is injured? If he's injured, you're screwed um, because he counts against your cap, just like all those other guys that are on injured reserve count against your cap. Uh, if he retires, you, you get that money back. Um, yep. That would be best case. It ain't happening. He's 33. He's not 39. He's not 45. Throwing multiple interceptions. He ain't he ain't retiring. Appreciate you coming in, Jetty. Coming in green with that super. Yeah, we appreciate you. I got some more people coming in. Juan Espinoza. Good morning, gentlemen. I know as a fans, we want Hackett gone, but nothing will happen until ownership decides his fate. Yep, we're waiting on that one. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got James Hyatt saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Doesn't shock me if Hackett gets fired. Yeah, before we started the show, I had to make sure that uh, he wasn't fired because that would have been <laughs> embarrassing to have a show and not even have that in there. Uh, Paul Swallow uh, coming in from Spokane Valley, Washington. Good to see uh, Spokane uh, or <laughs> Paul um, out there in Spokane. I don't know. Are you a Zags fan, Paul? How are you feeling about that uh, that team this season? I'm, I'm still a little bit bitter. They embarrassed my Hawkeyes. Uh, in the NCAA tournament five years ago. 
Uh, Mike coming in. Um, Mike556, $2 super. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate you. Happy holidays to you, and uh, appreciate you supporting the show. Lawrence Rivera. Lawrence coming in with some big stars. He says, ah, Scott, you finally evolved into a coffee king. It's the final stages of the Pokemon evolution. I'll have to take your word for it on that one. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, but in all seriousness, you guys shouldn't suffer for the Broncos too. You're the only one keeping me sane after these games. Um, again, I, I love the Fanville ads. Uh, I, I think they're pretty good. You know, and the guys out there skip, maybe it's just a game. Maybe there's more to it. Ah, he's lost it. I, I love that ad. Um, it is. You know, someone said, uh, I, I think it was Ethan. Where is Ethan? I'll have to te text him afterwards. He, he's like, you know, said something about a, a game, you know, it wasn't going so good. He's, he's like, this was tough. I'm like, I'm watching my kid go for five in a tournament. That That's tough. This is easy. We get to talk about this and we get to enjoy the the speculation of how it can get better, how it can get worse, what's going to happen. Because there is so much doubt surrounding mm -hmm. this team right now at virtually every position that there's a lot of speculation to do. And we have fun with that. And we have fun with that. You, uh, you being here. So thank you, Lawrence. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lawrence. We appreciate you coming in. We appreciate everybody coming in. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Make sure you're dropping a like on the way in. And, uh, we got two more games here. Uh, <laughs> two more games left. Is there anything else about this Rams game you want to talk about? I mean, everybody played pretty poorly out there. Uh, I can't really think of many positives. Jerry Judy had a good game. Latavius Murray, I thought was solid out there. Um, the Broncos were down so much so early that we couldn't even really see the true impact of the rushing game. You know, that, that script that worked against the Cardinals was out the window pretty early. Cause you were down 17 points in 11 minutes or something, but uh, any po positives uh, from I this game? What? Oh, you go positives and negatives are easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, watching Deshaun Williams, um, the few times I did on big running plays, he was being escorted out like a small kid by a bouncer at a club. Yeah. That's, um, it was one of his worst games in, in the times that I focused on him. Cause usually when, you know, you, you focus the first time you watch a game, you're, you're watching the ball, you're watching the plays and the defensive lineman making plays, they, they flash and you see them. If you don't see them, it's on a replay. You're like, all right, where are they? What happened? Yeah. And he was, the effort on that DL was not good. Um, and I'll call him out on, on that one. Cause I'm, I'm one of his bigger fans for the effort. That one disappointed me a little bit. Um, I have a question because I swear Dalton Reisner did not start at left guard. I haven't watched the replay, but I, I could have sworn it wasn't him in the first series, but maybe they had stacked two tight ends and I counted wrong. And then I saw him come in later. I'll, I'll, I'll check the replay and, and watch that one. But did you notice that at all? No, I thought he was out there. Okay. Um, I, I thought he was out there. So not sure, um, but might as well not have been, I guess. Right. And a bad game from Glasgow as well. there at center uh, two holding penalties that hurt this team. I mean, at some point it doesn't even matter because you're getting your butt kicked so badly. It's like when the pick six happened against Ripon. It's like, okay, let's, let's just let's just let this happen. Let's do it again. Who cares? Um, and Colin Wood coming in saying uh, Tony Romo thinks this is good for our draft positioning. Good for the Seahawks. Uh, I've lived in Seattle and get a lot of thanks for the draft picks. Um, thanks for well, taking Russ off. The other hands. one, the other one, Nick, was that we were watching the uh, the Dolphins mm. for, because because the Broncos had their first round pick. Yeah. Again, I, I'm when you're talking about analysis of a team, these guys cover everything. You know, they're I think the the, the phrase is like a mile wide and two inches deep. It's yep. like a big puddle. Whereas you know, we live and die every day with the Denver Broncos. And I, I've said this before with guys, you know, you're supposed to be the expert. It's like, I promise I don't know the Denver Broncos as well as some of the guys in this chat. I, I promise you, you know, I cover it a lot. I'm, I'm good, but I, I'll know the Atlanta Falcons better and I'll know the Kansas City Chiefs better and I'll know these guys better. That's how Tony Romo is, mm -hmm. you know, and these national guys, they'll know a little bit about 32 teams, but they're not instinctively thinking i mean their reflex is a loss is good for you oh yeah and there was a trade yeah but it it wasn't their pick <laughs> so overall colin uh i appreciate you chiming in tony romo's pretty darn good I, I i do enjoy listening to him but he had a, a few christmas day uh faux pas not counting that sweater he had on I didn't notice it because I was over at Nickelodeon on the slime Nickmas game. So uh, much better. I'll, I got to say, I'm a little bit irritated at Santa for this one. They kept showing Santa on the field. 
And uh, he every single time he lined up as a uh, X, you know, flanker wide receiver for the Rams. Like Santa, can't we get it? We were, we're getting trounced out here. Why, why can't team, we? Man, home team. I, we could use a little bit of Santa on the outside. Um, had a Yeti on the field throwing snowballs. I mean, it was it was a good time. Um, those slime hats were great. I thought about cropping a couple of those on Russell Wilson, but I thought better of that um, <laughs> given how things looked out there. But uh, we got Ryan Slavic coming in saying, good morning, Broncos country. New coaching staff and Wilson needs competition. This is what the Broncos need. New coaching and staff. Wilson needs competition. Brand new line. Another running back and wide receiver. More depth in the secondary. I, do, I don't know. I think I hit all or most points. Broncos need a lot of new things. They don't have enough resources to get everything new in here um, is the reality of it. There are some things that they're going to add and change, but you're without your top two picks in this draft and you are limited in your finances. So uh, not too much can change. And also I was crying on what was it was Thursday, uh, the two big contracts being announced on the offensive line two of the top two guys that I was interested in this offseason for this Broncos team in Jack Conklin and Elton Jenkins. I mean, you go back months. I'm like the best number one right tackle. that's going to be on the market is for sure. Jack Conklin, the best offensive lineman in the market is probably going to be Elton Jenkins. Whoosh. It's one reason that I try not to get mm-hmm. emotionally attached to the free agency market until they're available because the guys that are like that a lot of times get paid before they reach free agency. And here we are. Yeah, Nick Nick doesn't like to get his hopes up on potential free agents and to go shopping for those that aren't available yet. Yeah, uh, and I agree with him. And Ryan Slavic, I agree. You, you've got to do something. And that was part of RD's comment about no QB two. You need you need to bring in some competition. Bring in a veteran that's going to push him. You didn't necessarily want to upset the apple cart. Well, maybe the the, the cart needs to be upset a little bit in the offseason. You need to feel a little heat, a little competition coming in with everybody on a fresh start. You know, whoever's coming in as a new coach saying, you know, every position's open, including the quarterback position. That's what needs to be said. Every single position. Like Adam's comment in here, he says, if I had a dollar for every Rust TV this year, I'd have a medium number six combo for McDonald's. Um, don't supersize. I don't <laughs> know if you could get the upgraded drink. He did say medium naturally. So it's unfortunate you you were able to uh, to supersize out when Adam appreciates you coming in. Yeah, appreciate you. We also got Michael coming in saying morning peeps. Good to see you, Michael. Um, I hope everybody had a good holiday. And we got Clyde coming in saying, what are the odds the Broncos move on from Sutton? Not good this season, but the following season, it's possible. Uh, his contract is set up where you have the ability to move on after this year. Some of the big contracts this year that you could look to move on from um, that are, they line up and make it possible. Garrett Bowles is one of them. And then you have guys that seem that would be shocking if they're back at this point. Um, Graham Glasgow being one of them and Ronald Darby, probably another one given his injury history. He's playing so well out there and he's, but he's just dinged up. You kind of have Demario Mathis out there. You might bring in another young guy or a uh, depth piece. So uh, those are two or some names that I would watch out for as far as uh, potential cap casualties. This team is really set up to, we're going to go for it in 2022 or 2023. And if it doesn't work, we have flexibility. Besides with Russell Wilson. (laughs) Well, even after 2023, it's a little more. Yeah. You know, it's a little more flexibility that, but we can do some things a little different. Um, I think you said Ronald Darby, as far as the contracts, you can move mm-hmm. out. Um, and two of your core players that are getting older that you could save a combined almost 20 million on, uh, actually more because they pick up, those would just be cuts. But when you trade, they, you, you get more money back is, uh, Garrett Bowles and, uh, Justin Simmons. Um, those would be two decent pieces as well. If you wanted to burn the whole thing down and, do a full rebuild except your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough right now. And unfortunately for some reason, Brock, Brock Purdy is like the new Tom Brady and the 49ers keep winning. I mean, they almost put up what they put up like almost 50 points this week with Brock Purdy at quarterback against a pretty darn good commanders defense too. I mean, why can't we have nice things? Um, super, <laughs> super frustrating. Um, David Wilder coming in here. Happy holidays, David. Good to see you. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. It's hard to even watch these games anymore. I would like to be a fly on the wall in the ownership meetings that must be happening right now. Black Monday can't come soon enough. Yeah, I think you're going to get better if you move on from the coaching staff. I think this one was definitely the the nail in the coffin game. Uh, there's no way they're going to go into, I hate to talk in absolutes, but there is no way they're going to go into Kansas City and beat Kansas City Arrowhead after what the Chiefs had a scare game a couple, couple weeks ago, almost lost to the Broncos coming back. I think this is a potentially a beats your beat your breaks off moment here in Kansas City. And if it's bitterly cold too, I mean, they're going to be thinking Cancun and Cabo and the Virgin Islands or some crap out there rather than trying to tackle Clyde Edwards, a in space or some crap. So 
Um, could be really embarrassing uh, this upcoming week against the Chiefs. Maybe can they put that game at like 6 a.m. or something? I'm just like just bury it. <laughs> it's in London. Yeah, God, it's just a uh, London game again. Let's fly them out. We'll start them five, six hours earlier. David, appreciate you coming with some stars and for the support. And Lawrence says, is Russ Melvin Gordon 2.0 now? Um, I'm not sure exactly what that means, except for that he's, you know, the scorn from the Broncos fans, maybe. Um, I think so. Because Russell's not playing as well as Melvin Gordon did for you. Um, no, Russell crazy. will, uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon was a plus side running back for the Denver Broncos before this season. Um, in his, in his first two years of his deal, um, three years, was this his fourth year as a Denver Broncos? So he was a, he was a, at worst, an average running back and probably a little better than that. You'd, you'd love that from your quarterback position right now. But appreciate the stars, but I would say as far as the subject of fan scorn, Russell Wilson's going to have a is is going is having it tough right now. So yeah, I can I can see that one. Did you see the blip of uh, the NFL players making fun of Russell Wilson talking on the sideline using the football to cover his mouth like f- two feet from his players and like what the hell is this guy even doing? It's like he's a method actor who's gone way too hard on what it is to be like the quarterback out there. It's it's weird. I mean, it's no, just- I uh, I did like to see him go and you know. Um, over to his offensive line after the little scuffle, you know, and, and talk yeah. with him, whether they're listening or not, he's, he's putting the effort in. It's a, uh, it is, it, it, it's a, it's a tough season. I mean, I don't have any animosity towards any of these guys. I want, I want them to play better. You know, I was <laughs> watching baseball with uh, some guys I used to play with were on the other team and, and uh, you know, the team George and Sean was guest playing with the team in Florida. I was rooting for their kids and and, you know, all of a sudden the game comes up, I'm rooting for Sean's team. They're like, what do you, I thought you were rooting for us. I'm like, I'm rooting for your boys. I'm rooting for the individuals. I want them to do well. But as far as the outcome of this game, I want this team to win. So I root for the players and I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see them fail whether or not I care if the Broncos win or lose is irrelevant. I, I'm not enjoying watching this to Russell Wilson. I'm not that big a schadenfreude. Yeah. I mean, it's rough. It's a, uh masochistic at this point tuning in to watch this game this team but i'd rather watch bad bronco football than no football at all and we are hurtling towards that with only two games left this season mercifully mercifully um cly coming in saying i really think fixing the offensive line would turn the ship around next year i mean we are talking about four average to bad offensive linemen starting right now yeah crazy injuries i mean how does this offensive line look if bulls doesn't go down you have cam fleming there at right tackle or maybe fleming gets moved to the guard spot uh, you don't have minors out for six games after he's playing a great, uh, great early on. I don't think he's been a hundred percent since week one. And um, you'd probably be a little bit better there. The big thing I, we just talked about it. I mean, are you going to have offensive linemen available uh, to pay to correct this? Because I can tell you this right now, your first overall pick this year, which is going to be, you know, in that 24 to 31 range, unfortunately, um, that guy's not going to fix the offensive line alone. Uh, and you cannot go into the draft with that pick hinging on the success of your whole offensive line next season. That's just might as well pack it in next year. If that's the, the like this year you put yourself in. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't do that. Um, you know, that's uh, let's say you pass on a potential all pro edge rusher there because you see a borderline startable uh, or a guy who ends up being a borderline startable offensive tackle. Well, you screwed it. You took the offensive line that people will clap for you in the moment and then they'll crap on you 10 years from now because you passed on XYZ. So uh, that pick is not going to make or break the season. Hopefully it's an offensive lineman, but you got to see how the draft falls out and they got to get it right. But who's even available? Who are you, you going to have the availability to sign um, with your cap expenditures? Who's going to want to come here with how this offense is playing right now? I mean, these guys talk. Uh, these guys talk with each other and it does seem like, again, reading the room about the offensive line not helping Russell Wilson and things that are going on, there's some animosity there. There's some weird vibes uh, between Russell Wilson and the rest of this team and the offensive line. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, money talks, but you're not going to get anybody. If it's like close at all, they might be looking to go to other options. Well, the good thing is, is you can still get guys that were to fix the interior offensive line. Cause Kyle, I agree with you. I've said it a zillion times. I'll say it again. There's a lot of new folks watching. So welcome in. Appreciate you being here. Hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube or like on Facebook so you can get notifications and come see us again. Don't be a stranger. Uh, Happy holidays to all y'all. The interior line has been so poor this year that it's it's hard for me to evaluate everything else down the line. Now, the injuries are pretty easy to evaluate. You're you're receiving core and your offensive weapons 
from your RB1 to wide receivers one and two has been decimated. Uh, Albert Okwebenam was a no-show this year, unfortunately. But your interior line was, you know what? The scheme will fix this. That's a that's a that's a scary thought. That I yeah. I I want guys that are scheme independent, that are not scheme that. If you're immobile or weak at the point of attack, I don't care the scheme. The scheme's not going to cover that up. Uh, you can mask certain things, but bad is bad, and these guys are playing bad. The good thing is the center and guard are fairly cheap, relatively speaking. You can get upgrades anywhere along the draft because the bar has been set so low and you will have free agent money. You'll have $50 million in free agent money at, at the least coming into next year, depending on how much Raymond Joan eats. <laughs> Cause you might have to sign one of your, one of your own free agents, but yeah, they missed him this week. I've said six. I want six, six new offensive linemen in a camp, three free agents, three draft picks fix Get improvement out of the offensive line, and let's talk. This team isn't as far away as they're showing. They're they're just not. This is a culmination of bad football. They've been one score with all of these problems all year long, and now they're they're done. It's we're we're done, and I get it. I, uh, it's a it's a long season, a lot of injuries, but uh, get people healthy, keep them healthy, get some competition on the offensive line, and then let's talk. I'm just skeptical about the offensive line improving that much given the there's one right tackle now that I look on the market and be like, oh, that's a good one. Guess what? There's 20 other teams in the NFL that are thinking we need to improve the offensive line, specifically the right tackle spot too. So it's... For me, it's, it's center and guard, man. I agree with you. Yep, and that's... Thank you for saying that because I get pretty annoyed by the constant right tackle screaming, um, which has not been great out there, but I mean, let's say next yeah, season... But, but it hasn't been... A decimate. I mean, I watched this team last year with the Atlanta Falcons. I did. Yeah, they had the worst left guard in football and a below-average center, despite what Pro Football Focus would tell you. Kalen McGarry wasn't great at right tackle, um, but he he did improve. But Jalen Mayfield at the left guard position was the worst left guard, maybe the worst offensive lineman in football. Not his fault. I'm not blaming him. He was the best they had available. Yep. A, an easy fix, a, a a journeyman right tackle in EY Wilk, Wilkinson, who was very familiar to Broncos country, gets moved to left guard, transforms this offensive line just by not having a gaping hole. You got two pretty big holes in the middle of your line. Let's address those with some competency, and you'll be shocked at the results. Yeah. Then we can start talking about, oh, well, we're running the ball well, but we're missing Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. Or Russell Wilson can't hit the broadside of a barn. All of those type of things. But man, and when they're just able to walk right up the middle on you on every play, there's no respect for anything you're trying to do on offense. And you see the results. It's got to start there, man. I agree with you 100%. Thank you for saying it because see Twitter constantly screaming right tackle. It's like, yeah, like they would be nice to have a better right tackle out there. Um, if you want to improve, I'm okay there, with but... right tackle with like your number one with a premium pick. That's fine. Yeah, but you can get better without having to use that pick on a right tackle. And I think the biggest way to improve this offensive line would be the interior. Um, on I agree with you 100 because Russell Wilson, uh, is terrible with interior pressure. Um, has a hard time seeing over the line, so you need guys who are what's the word I'm looking for good at the point of attack, you know, got not getting pushed back. And then this is a team that probably needs to lean into the run game uh, next year as well. And I'll tell you, we're not getting a, hardly any push um, from Glasgow or Reisner. And neither of them are so f- flight of foot uh, that they are overcoming the ability to uh, not, not displace guys at the point of attack. So yeah, Michael comes in, need a new left guard center and right tackle. My strategy was paying Elton Jenkins crazy money, and he got that from the Packers. Unfortunately, that's why again like to see what the market looks like before, like a day before it happens. Uh, but you need to draft at least one offensive lineman with your one of your first three picks, if not two of your first three picks, and you probably need to bring in a swing tackle as well and sign a starting caliber left guard or center. I think if you can mm-hmm. plug and play a starting caliber left guard and center in there, that should have big impact on your line, and then. I, I'm of the opinion of bringing Cam Fleming back on swing tackle money because I think he's been underrated out there uh, by most fans. But uh, we'll see how it uh, how it plays out. Who did I just mention, Nick, for the Atlanta Falcons as a big that's familiar with Bronco country? 
Elijah Wilkinson. Elijah Wilkinson is a free agent. He's making $1.2 million right now. He'll yeah. be a free agent. He's one of those guys that signed a one-year deal. I'd call an offer him four. Did you come play left guard for us? Immediate improvement. Immediate. Yeah. He's played very well at left guard for the Falcons in a run-heavy option, you know, play-action type of scheme that would be nice. I, I, he, If they haven't already called his agent, that's a fireable offense. Can they do that right now? Is that tampering? You can uh, call agents whenever. That's true. Yep. And uh, Vinny J coming in. So we sound pathetic making all excuses for Russell Wilson. Offensive line sucks, but Wilson is washed. I mean, you, the parameters that we're dealing with right now is that you are stuck with Wilson next year. So how do you maximize what you're going to get out of him? It's probably leaning into the run game and improving the offensive line. That's probably the best way to do it. But I don't think I'm not sitting here making excuses for Wilson. He's been horrible. And, and I don't, Vinny, I don't think I'm, I am either. I think what we're talking about is if you were to take Russell Wilson out of the equation and put in another quarterback, you'd still struggle. That's, that's kind of the point is it doesn't, it, it, for me, when you're getting blown up in the middle of your offensive line on every play, it, it doesn't matter. The rest doesn't matter. It doesn't, I, I can fix the quarterback position. It doesn't matter. When my center is in my lap, when they're walking through my left guard, when they're walking through the A and B gap on every play, a run up the middle turns into a, a, a sweep, a stretch becomes a sweep, a drop back pass becomes a sack. I don't care who's a quarterback. So Russell Wilson has not played well. He hasn't. Can he He's play better? Man. Maybe. I'd like to find out by yeah. addressing what is a relatively cheap, I'm not going to say fix, but as Mike Reno said that I flashed, one of the reasons it will get better is because it really can't get worse. I mean, it can, Nick. We say that all the time. But yeah. the bar has been set so low that Elijah Wilkinson, like I said, coming in and playing left guard is a massive improvement immediately. And he's just a solid veteran player. He's not a he's not a he's cheap. He's 1.2 million right now. You can do this with some good scouting. You can find competency on the interior line cheap. Cheap. I don't need to spend $20 million in a first round draft pick. I can do this. You can do it. And some names will hope Russell Wilson plays better. Yeah, you'd hope. Um, some names that stick out to me, uh, Ethan Pokasik, uh, for the Browns right now, center. He's been playing really good. Granted, he's flanked by two really great guards uh, in a good run scheme, but uh liked him coming out of Louisiana State, played with uh, the Seahawks for a number of years. Bradley Bozeman's been playing awesome for the Panthers. Um, he's one to look out there. Uh, 28 years old. You got Garrett Bradbury, former first round pick. He's been up and down, but he's a great athlete there. Um, if you want to run that wide zone, he's a good fit. And you got Isaac Siamalo uh, um, from the Eagles, who's been playing very well at guard as well. So there's still some options out there. Um, we'll see. And I saw somebody mention Cyrus O'Torrance on here. I'm not a big fan of Cyrus O'Torrance as far as a first round pick, because I think he is just a pure mauler. I no foot speed at all for him. You know, what is he? 350 pounds. Um, strong, but I, I, if you're using a first round pick on a guard, uh, I want them to be good in any scheme, not a, Oh my gosh, we can't run outside zone or pull or screen because he can't move. Um, but, uh, the very strong at the point of attack, good guard. If you're a pure power team and that's what you want to do, then God bless you. But I probably wouldn't do that. I'd rather wait until day two. Uh, Jesse Fraley coming in $10 saying happy holidays. Y'all happy holidays to you, Jesse. We appreciate the heck idea. And, uh, final point about the offensive line here. We're talking a lot about the players and that's, it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's not the X's and O's, but Butch Berry um, being out will probably be a benefit as well to this unit. Um, he's been probably one of the worst hiring. I mean, Justin Outen doesn't even do anything. So he's probably the worst hiring on the surface. Except, um, except spend the night at Dove Valley. They have sleepovers. It's a good time. I wonder if Nathaniel Hackett makes hot cocoa. Um, but uh, Butch Berry, um, by all accounts, and even in training camp, we're getting whiffs of like this offensive line and him are not getting along. There's some real issues there um between those groups and uh he's he's been a colossal failure i mean every single player on this offensive line has taken massive steps back and when you move on from mike munchak that's not shocking but uh, it's been horrible out there jesse fraley says happy holidays y'all to you as well love the picture appreciate all the support you give to, to nick and i no matter where we end up because we're bouncing all over the place so thank you jesse for checking in and uh, DH three comes in with a comment and I'm going to, I'm going to back to back on this one with one of our, our Niners friends who came in. He says, here's some food for thought. You think Russ would look this bad in Seattle? Absolutely not. Russ was considered a top quarterback before he came to this wasteland of a football franchise. 
I wanted to do the math. I was going to tweet it out, and then I got lazy and didn't. But I was like, Pete Carroll is like 9 for 11 for Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's now 0 for 1 without Pete Carroll. Um, coaching, 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 right, Zach? Um, but, you know, he answers the question, and Niners came in. Niners all dang day says Russ would have done better in Seattle. Yeah, it wouldn't have done much worse. And yeah, he, he has been done, done better in Seattle. And, and that's the thing that gets me a little bit is, you know, when Seahawks fans say, were you not watching last year? You know, he was obviously on the decline. He was like 26 and seven in touchdown to interceptions ratio in 12 games or something. I'm like, you know, you get that level of quarterback play. We're not having this conversation. You know, it becomes more like, did they overpay or, you know, those lines is, is, can he, can he reach his old, not, is he washed up? You know, that's, it's a different conversation of, even if you're just getting last year's Russell Wilson, that'd be fine. That'd be that production. And again, I'm not putting this all on Russell Wilson. Cause like there's like the, the conversation here is, you know, do you think he would have looked this bad in Seattle? No established system. Um, Healthy weapons and and uh, um, Metcalf or, or Sutton. Um, Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, your your top end guys, I think, are, are are farther ahead too. You know, Tyler Lockett or Tim Patrick, or you know, or or Jerry Judy. You know, I probably take the top two receivers in Seattle over the top two receivers in 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 uh, Denver. But then we start talking about you know, okay, but it's the depth of weapons. Well, what happened to them? They're all on the injured reserve. Yeah. You know, you've got more to choose from because after Lockett and Metcalf, it's not quite as good. Well, fine, but they're out there. Mm. You know, one, they're they're better than your one and two, and they are they're healthy. Yeah, they've had some injuries in the running back room. That's impacted their offense. Geno Smith is kind of turning somewhat into a pumpkin uh here down the stretch. But uh yeah, this is a bad Broncos team, bad coached, a lot of injuries, um, no identity uh, other than just being uh very poor to watch, <laughs> just painful uh, to watch and follow. So um, hopefully the show today wasn't painful for you guys to watch and follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you coming in, obviously the day after Christmas, hopefully a lot of you have uh, the day off and can kind of rest up from uh, whatever endeavors you were having uh, this week, uh, having fun, probably too much fun with the, the family, but uh, everyone have a good one. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall and Mitch H. Also make sure you're following us at uh, BFB underscore pod, as well as at Malhan Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker shows there underneath for our YouTube folks, please subscribe to mile high huddle like this uh, show today, like all the shows and share them on your social media channel, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. I mean, just doing that can help a lot. Leave a comment on YouTube after the fact. I know Scott goes through and checks those out. And uh, if you have anything for us today that we, said that you don't agree with or that you're like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm too active on there. Um, you know, my, my family misses me. I'm spending all my time on Twitter. Um, but, um, no, you guys can reach out to us and, uh, you know, we love talking ball and we'll be here again tomorrow morning, uh, to do the same thing for Broncos for breakfast. Uh, Scott, any plans the rest of the day, you know, kind of wrapping up your, uh, holiday season. Is, is the decorating already starting today? Undecorating? No, we've got a. Uh, it's it's always a crazy time because my mom's birthday is on the thirty first, and mine mm-hmm. comes up right after that. So it's 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 kind of a purgatory this week. So um, for a lot of people, but especially especially in our, the, the Kennedy household. So um, supposed to go to lunch, maybe. I haven't committed to that. Otherwise, gonna try and get some work done, or just maybe watch. We'll go to comments and. Uh, and, and try and fix some of the things I messed up, which I will own up to my mistakes. I promise you, uh, when I get called out in the comments after the fact, and I will say, yes, you are right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's, that happens, especially when there's got it. I don't even know how many hours of us talking are littered on the (laughs) internet. Now, you know, there's, if we're batting above 500, we'll call it good, but uh, appreciate you guys so much. Hopefully everyone had a restful, peaceful, enjoyable holiday season and uh re- man 2023 is literally right around the corner now so getting into that um michael frady saying best show on youtube that's uh that's pretty lofty there michael we appreciate that that's that's really nice of you to say um that's flattery works great for me i'm a sucker for it because i'm insecure so thank you michael yep validate me acknowledge me you know, i want attention <laughs> um but no we appreciate you guys so much again hopefully everyone had a great holiday season continue to choose kindness and compassion only two games left this season. We'll get through it. We'll be here. Um, you guys continue to have a great day. Um, did I already say compassion and kindness? I don't even know. It's Monday. So. 
Um, well, double compassion, kindness for the holiday season and with how bad this team is. Hit a like on the way out. Appreciate you guys. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.